Good morning, good morning, good morning, Boom family. This is Dr. D, and oh my goodness, I am so old out. That's when you know you have fun. When you just, after it's all over, you just go and jump in the bed. <laughs> oh my word. Well, I'm up early as always. I've been up since like maybe quarter to four. And, um, me and my son was doing some videoing, and it started raining, so those <clears throat> those clothes got wet. So before we hit the road, I'm still by my <clears throat> my second oldest oldest daughter who lives that lives in New Orleans, but she's still on the West Bank side. So we stay by her house <clears throat> when we come down here, you know. But my daughter who had who's having a baby her and her husband they got a hotel which is for the right you know hey they're a couple but um with all that said I just thank God <laughs> that's all you can do thank you father all that you can all that going on at the end of the day you say thank you father Mm. I am so grateful you guys some people may think I'm over the top man she always talking about what God did for her how she thank God how can she just thank God every day and she always talking about she going through this and going through that. That woman ain't going through nothing. How can you thank God every day, every second? You always on this platform talking about thanking God. How he's your daddy. But you telling us you going through this and you going through that. You ain't going through nothing. Nobody can't be that happy. Nobody can't thank God every day, all day, when they're going through something. Come on, Dr. D. Come on, can you really tell me you thanking God? Through the, through the stuff you say you dealing with? Matter of fact, what is you dealing with? You just be talking. Is all that stuff true anyway you be talking about? Are you just talking stories? To make us feel good. Come on, come on. You 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 can tell us since you say we your family. What's really going on? That's your words, right? What's really going on, Doctor D? Cause ain't nobody I ever seen thank God for everything. Everything. I think you mentioned one time that you was in the court how to. How the how the agent trick you with your with, with with your house, and you still thought you thank God for that? Wait a minute, I think you said some something happened with you in a in a in a church organization, and you helped somebody for how many years, and they did this, and you can still thank God. Matter of fact, you can still laugh and celebrate, and you travel and. Man, please, y'all, don't be listening to no Dr. D. How, how, how can somebody really thank God 
how, how can somebody be so happy? Like she, she always on here, y'all. Just, just, just. Yeah, we hear her crying and stuff, but do we really know her? Is she an actress or something? Cause I'm trying to find out. Cause I'm going through hell for right now, and I can't see no way, no way I can thank God. I done lost everything. My children just doing what they want to do. And oh, don't talk about the man. So how in the world she can say, thank your father for everything. She living the best life. <laughs> well, well, well. Let me tell you all. <laughs> That's why I can thank God. Because I put him first. <laughs> Ain't no actress here. <laughs> Man, if I was an actress, I tell you what, <laughs> I think I'd be in Hollywood, right? <laughs> I live in Southwest Houston. <laughs> in my office. <laughs> How about that? Without a car. Come on, come on! You want to get real? You want you want you want to try to overthink, Doctor D? Yeah, I know some of y'all out there talking, especially the newcomers that's in the church sect, cause y'all just trying to find out what's going on. But I'm glad you're here. I am so glad that you have joined the Broom family. And I'm so glad you have questions. I am so glad that you can hear the joy. You can hear my testimony. I'm so glad you can hear my heart. I'm so glad you can hear the tears, the pain. But most of all, I'm so glad that you're questioning, you're questioning my, my, my joyfulness, my gratefulness, my thankfulness. I am so glad that you pondering on that, that the enemy is playing with your mind, trying to discourage you to take some time out and serve this God that I'm serving. See, see, that's why I don't have time to be trying to debate other people with their God. Because at the end of the day, my true and living God, Makes my life easy. Because I know how to cast all my calves upon him. That's why I can always say thank God. I know God fights for me. That's why I can thank God. I know my God loves me. That's why I can always thank God. Through the good, through the bad, and the ugly. When my enemies turn against me. Well, let's rewind that. When my best friends turn against me and become my enemy. For no apparent reason. I'm still trying to figure that one out, y'all. I can still love them. And still have my joy and sanity. And live my best life. See, when I'm... See, I guess... Let me see. The baby girl who lives here. She just made 30. Right? Or 31. I can't remember. These children growing so fast. But see, 31 years ago, 
as I was sharing earlier, I remember Karen and her sitting in my apartment in a corner as a young girl. I think I was 21 years old. Didn't know what to do. But now, 31 years later, well, yeah, 31 years later because she wasn't born yet. I'm sitting in my, I'm sitting in her house with her husband, married, with two beautiful grandchildren. Oh, come on, y'all. See, that's why Dr. D can thank the Lord. That's why I'm grateful. When I look back at where the Lord has brought me from, my soul can say hallelujah. My soul. My mind, my will, and my emotion. I love the Lord thy God with all my heart, with all my strength, with all my, with everything in me. I look up to the hills which come in my help and I say, my help comes from him and I can thank God with a smile. That's right. So I'm sorry if you think I'm a perpetrator. Nah. This the real deal, babe. I told you. I'm coming to you live every day. A boom factor. That's right. I'm going to be that one in the wilderness crying out to show you, especially all the spectators out there, your perpetrators that are trying to fine-tune me, trying to, you know, yeah, because I hear it in the spirit. That's why I'm touching on it this morning. Because, see, I'm looking at the manifestation of my prayers. Lord, keep my children Keep them, send them godly men with wisdom and a godly woman with wisdom that love you first in their heart. See, I ain't worrying about the outside stuff. See, people's hearts got to be right because if your heart ain't right, you're not going to be right. You're going to be all fickled and messed up and twisted in your head doing devious, mischievous stuff. I know what I'm talking about. But 31 years later, I'm sitting in my daughter's house. Our answer prayer being fulfilled. And I'm speaking with you with joy. It don't matter what Dr. D is going through. Because I know this too shall pass. That's why I post what I post. I say what I say. Because I'm going to look back 10 years from this day. And I'm going to say glory, hallelujah. Look what the Lord has done in my life. See, you guys out there that's trying to figure things out so much. You got to get your hands off it, bro. You got to get your hands off it, my sister. You got to, how do you say, you got to back that thing up and let God come to the front. Get your butt out the way. Literally get your butt out the way and cast it on to God. Now you're trying to figure out, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're going we gonna to leave you alone, D. D. We're going to leave you alone, Dr. D. Okay, all right. We're going to accept that your truth is your truth. Hey, you ain't got to accept nothing. But my job is on this platform is to demonstrate that you can make it in the midst of this crazy, dwarfed up, Life. My assignment on this platform 
And I'm serious about it. I don't care who like it or who don't like it. I'm going to tell it on the mountaintop. How people's minds are just messed up. Because they don't know how to surrender to God. They're looking at everybody else and doing things, unspeakable things to get things. When God say, trust in him, acknowledge him in all his, all thy ways. And he will direct thy path. Thy path. He say, but first seek the kingdom of God and his way of doing things. And he will add all things unto you. He said in his word that he wish above all things that you prosper and be in hell even as your soul prosper. So, okay, so you think I'm perpetrating? You think I'm an actress? You think this is all performance? Well, glory to God. Matthew 5, since you won't go there, that's what I'm living on. Because I'm blessed and highly favored. And I got rewards, y'all. How about that? I got rewards, y'all. Waiting on me. I got rewards, y'all. Because I'm standing on Matthew 5.33. I got rewards, y'all. I got rewards, y'all. I got rewards, y'all. Because I'm standing on Matthew 5. Come on. I'm standing on Matthew 5. And I'm living on Matthew 6.33. Hey. That's what I'm all about. Why? Because I'm Dr. D. Whoa. Look out now. I'm coming with that single, y'all. They were laughing at me yesterday. But guess what? I'm coming out with that single. It's going to be hot. Look for it. Next year, I'm speaking in the airways. Look how God just putting them lyrics on me. See, see, what was in me was birthed out of me. And Thriver is paving the way. That's my son, and he's doing his thing. Go check him out on YouTube. Thriver. T-H-R-I-V-E-R. His digital album. God of, Child of God. Then he have another digital album. He just then came for Woke. No, it's incoming. Then he got some other little stuff he's been playing around with. Kind of like parent advisory only. Okay. Because he said that he don't want to get categorized, put in a position as a Christian hip-hop artist. He said he's an artist that sing hip-hop. Hey, twist the word. Hey, you be you, bro. I've taught my children to be leaders, not followers. Let God cultivate your gift. Let your expression come out. Okay. Because at the end of the day, we all got to stand before Big G up there. He got them books open. He want to know, what you been doing down there? I gave you gifts and talents. How did you utilize it to bring more un more souls unto me? How many lives have you changed with your gift? See? See what I'm saying? That's what Daddy God is looking at with us, you guys. Okay. And it's 15 minutes, I'm about to bounce off of here. So, hey, I had to clarify that up because I heard that in the spirit. I know they got some lookers that just listening, just to be listening. But this is for real, I told y'all, baby. I got much, much more to share. My life is so exciting. That's why I say I'm a phenomenal woman. I'm a queen waiting for her king. That man that come my way, he have to be the king. From sent from God. 
he's going to have to be packing too. Because God ain't giving him no wimp. I'm a bold soldier in the army of the Lord. And I'm going to respect my man. Trust me. And oh, let me tell you. I know how to love him from the crown of his head to his little pinky toe. Oh yes, Dr. D know how. So ain't no doubt about that trying to figure it out. But you got to come to me right. You got to come to me right. You got to treat me like I'm I'm your favor and your good thing that God sent your way. That's right. Don't be coming with me all this kind of stuff. I'm going to look at you and say, okay. Because see, your actions going to reveal the true you. All right, ladies? They can talk a lot of good stuff, but their actions are going to show you who they're really about. And when they show you who they are, in the words of Maya Angelou, and I'm going to leave you with that, believe them. Peace. I had an awesome time seeing my children just growing up before me. I have grandchildren, y'all. My God, I can't. I didn't think I would make it to see my children's children. I'm serious, y'all. Y'all just don't know how the devil been trying to take me out through my whole life. And I got to rewind something because I was listening to myself the other day when I stated that the enemy hates me since I came to Christ in 1988. The devil hated me in my mother's womb. Because just listen to some stuff from my auntie. Oh, she's full of wisdom. I'm going to have to get with her. I want her to do a book to leave behind. She is packing with so much history. 90 years old this year in December. She will be 90. My my auntie came through the slavery stuff. See what I'm saying? Man, Look. You guys need to take time out with your family, especially your seniors. Y'all need to go out there, go visit them, spend a day. Yeah, I know they're going to talk your head off. They're going to repeat themselves like five times. You're going to know the whole story. But give them that time. It's going to bless you. And guess what? You never know. They may bless you. All right, peace. I'm going to try with y'all later on. I'm going to go back in the... Give me some Z's now. I've been up for a while. Then fold up these little towels for my daughter. So she ain't got to do this. You know. And um, I'm just so full. And yes, here I go. I thank God. <laughs> I know my little voice going in and out. But you know what? I, just, I like to call the spirit out on sometimes. Because I can hear. I hear people in the spirit. I can hear people talking. I can literally see people's face. I can. I know if I want to, I can call a person out who was asking all those questions. But you know what? It ain't about all that. I just want you to know the ones that are asking those questions. Yes, this is real life, baby. I ain't perpetrating. I love God. And because I love him and I have seen him do things for me. That's why it's imperative. It's a must. It's like a breath of air that I have to thank God. Everything. I have to thank him for even being able to go to the restroom and use, I mean, to use the facilities. <laughs> you, know how, you know how many people can't use the facilities? That's walking around with a colostomy bag. Who's wearing a catherine? See, see, y'all, y'all don't even know how to say thank you for the little bitty stuff. 
And that's why Daddy God do big and great things for me. All right. Peace. I love you guys. Look, don't forget, subscribe to my station. And and you guys, oh, my gosh, I had, like, I'm almost about to hit the 10,000 the 10, mark just on, no, I think I already hit it. So I'm going to have to look at it. Put you guys on the Apple podcast. Go ahead and give me a five-star. Leave me a, a review, all right? They got almost a 10,000 of you guys listening to me out there. And, and only two people gave me a review? Man, please. I know my stuff is like, I know, man, I know I do the most, but I know it's off the chain. I know you be laughing. I know you be crying. Come on. I know it didn't touch your heart some kind of way. It won't hurt. It'll take you less than one minute. Five star. Leave me a review. And let me hear from you. Dr. D. Boom Factor Show. At gmail.com. Let me know. Country, state, city. And what podcast you tuning in on. So I can bless you. And appreciate you. And give you your shout outs. Again. That's the abbreviation of Dr. D. D. E. E. Boom Factor Show. Hey. When you type in. Um. At gmail.com, that's the email to subscribe to me. Go, you can go on any one of those platforms and you type in boom, B O O M with the uh, exclamation mark. It's going to come up with the lightning through the fist. Hey, that's Dr. D. I also have the safe zone broadcast. All right, stay in the safe zone. That's going to come up. Subscribe to that because that's my literary teachings to how i'm gonna be going into some serious serious teachings soon okay about this spiritual warfare that you are encountering that's causing so much trouble in your life i'm gonna show you how to witchcraft and how the evil one is using devices behind the scene come on now even paul tells us in the bible that god will not leave us ignorant of the Evil devices of this world. They have evilness working in this world, y'all. That stuff on television is not just there to just to be there as entertainment. That's some real stuff. Now, sometimes they go over the top. But trust me, they have people literally using body limbs for sacrifices. Why y'all think all these children missing? The adults missing now. Come on, I know I'm talking. I'm going to get off here. So y'all go subscribe to the Safe Zone broadcast. Stay in the Safe Zone. That's me. And then subscribe to the Boom Factor Show. That's my my um, living diary of my life. My everyday life. Hey. That's it. I love you guys. God bless you. Have a wonderful, glorious, beautiful Sunday. Alright. If you got to get something right with somebody. See what you can do with it. If not, cast it before God. Forgive them in your heart so you can be free. So you can be free and fly and be more focused on what you have to do with your assignment. I'm telling you, it's going to pay off. Much love. Peace unto you guys. This is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. I'll chime with you guys later. Love you. Was surrounded by beautiful things and had plenty of money. We found she had often.
tired of the management of her home and had said repeatedly, I'm sick and tired of things. I wish I lived in a trunk. And she added, today I'm living in that trunk. She had spoken herself into a trunk. The subconscious mind has no sense of humor and people often joke themselves into unhappy experiences. For example, a woman who had a great deal of money joked continually about getting ready for the poorhouse. In a few years, she was almost destitute, having impressed the subconscious mind with a picture of lack of limitation. Fortunately, the law works both ways, and a situation of lack may be changed to one of plenty. For example, a woman came to me one hot summer's day for a treatment for prosperity. She was worn out, dejected, and discouraged. She said she possessed just $8 in the world. I said, good, we'll bless the $8 and multiply them as Jesus Christ multiplied the loaves and the fishes. For he taught that every man had the power to bless and to multiply, to heal and to prosper. She said, what shall I do next? I replied, follow intuition. Have you a hunch to do anything or to go anywhere? Intuition means intuition or to be taught from within. It is man's unerring guide, and I will deal more fully with its laws in a following chapter. The woman replied, I don't know. I seem to have a hunch to go home. I've just, just enough money for car fare. Her home was in a distant city and was one of lack and limitation, and the reasoning mind or intellect would have said, stay in New York and get work and make some money. I replied, then go home, never violate a hunch. I spoke the following words for her. Infinite spirit, open the way for great abundance for whom. She is an irresistible magnet for all that belongs to her by divine right. I told her to repeat it continually also. She left for home immediately. In calling on a woman one day, she linked up with an old friend of her family. Through this friend, she received thousands of dollars in a most miraculous way. She has said to me often, Tell people about the woman who came to you with eight dollars and a hunch. There is always plenty on man's pathway, but it can only be brought into manifestation through desire, faith, or the spoken word. Jesus Christ brought out clearly that man must make the first move. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Matthew 7, 7. In the scriptures we read, Concerning the works of my hands, command ye. Infinite intelligence, God, is ever ready to carry out man's smallest or greatest demands. Every desire, uttered or unexpressed is a demand. We are often startled by having a wish suddenly fulfilled. For example, one Easter, having seen many beautiful rose trees in the florist's windows, I wished I would receive one, and for an instant saw it mentally being carried in the door. Easter came, and with it a beautiful rose tree. I thanked my friend the following day and told her it was just what I had wanted. She replied, 
didn't send you a rose tree. I sent you lilies. The man had mixed the order and sent me a rose tree simply because I had started the law in action and I had to have a rose tree. Nothing stands between man and his highest ideals and every desire of his heart but doubt and fear. When man can wish without worrying, every desire will be instantly fulfilled. I will explain more fully in a following chapter the scientific reason for this and how fear must be erased from the consciousness. It is man's only enemy. Fear of lack, fear of failure, fear of sickness, fear of loss, and a feeling of insecurity on some plane. Jesus Christ said, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Matthew 8.26 So we can see we must substitute faith for fear, for fear is only inverted faith. It is faith in evil instead of good. The object of the game of life is to see clearly one's good and to obliterate all mental pictures of evil. This must be done by impressing the subconscious mind with the realization of good. A very brilliant man who has attained great success told me he had suddenly erased all fear from his consciousness by reading a sign which hung in a room. He saw printed in large letters this statement. Why worry? It will probably never happen. These words were stamped indelibly upon his subconscious mind, and he now has the firm conviction that only good can come into his life, and therefore only good can manifest. In the following chapter, I will deal with the different methods of impressing the subconscious mind. It is man's faithful servant, but one must be careful to give it the right orders. Man has ever a silent listener at his side, his subconscious mind. Every thought, every word is impressed upon it and carried out in amazing detail. It is like a singer making a record on the sensitive disc of a phonographic plate. Every note and tone of the singer's voice is registered. If he coughs or hesitates, it is registered also. So let us break all the old bad records in the subconscious mind, the records of our lives which we do not wish to keep, and make new and beautiful ones. Speak these words aloud with power and conviction. I now smash and demolish by my spoken word every untrue record in my subconscious mind. They shall return to the dust heap of their native nothingness, for they came from my own vain imaginings. I now make my perfect records through the Christ within, the records of health, wealth, love, and perfect self-expression. This is the square of life, the game completed. In the following chapters, I will show how man can change his conditions by changing his words. Any man who does not know the power of the word is behind the times. Death and life are in the power of the tongue.
Proverbs 18.21 of chapter one recording by I spoke the word I gave thanks that the woman would receive three thousand dollars at the right time in the right way I told her she must have perfect faith and act her perfect faith the 15th came but no money had materialized she called me on the phone and asked what she was to do I replied it is Saturday so they won't sue you today your part is to act rich, thereby showing perfect faith that you will receive it by Monday. She asked me to lunch with her to keep her courage. When I joined her at a restaurant, I said, this is no time to economize. Order an expensive luncheon and act as if you have already received the $3,000. All things whatsoever, me asking prayer, believing me shall receive. You must act as if you had already received. The next morning, she called me on the phone and asked me to stay with her during the day. I said, no, you are divinely protected and God is never too late. In the evening, she phoned again, greatly excited, and said, my dear, a miracle has happened. I was sitting in my room this morning when the doorbell rang. I said to the maid, don't let anyone in. The maid, however, looked out the window and said, It's your cousin with the long white beard. So I said, Call him back. I would like to see him. And he was just turning the corner when he heard the maid's voice and he came back. He talked for about an hour. And just as he was leaving, he said, Oh, by the way, how are finances? I told him I needed the money. And he said, My, my dear, I will give you $3,000 the first of the month. I didn't like to tell him that I was going to be sued. What shall I do? I won't receive it till the first of the month, and I must have it tomorrow. I said, I'll keep on treating. I said, Spirit is never too late. I give thanks that she has received the money on the invisible plane, and that it manifests on time. The next morning, her cousin called her up and said, Come to my office this morning, and I will give you the money. That afternoon, she had $3,000 to her credit in the bank and wrote checks as rapidly as her excitement would permit. If one asks for success and prepares for failure, he will get the situation he has prepared for. For example, a man came to me asking me to speak the word that a certain debt would be wiped out. I found he spent his time planning what he would say to the man when he did not pay his bill, therefore neutralizing my words. He should have seen himself paying the debt. We have a wonderful illustration of this in the Bible, relating to the three kings who were in the desert, without water for their men and horses. They consulted the prophet Elisha, who gave them this astonishing message. Thus saith the Lord. Ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain, yet make this valley full of ditches. Man must prepare for the thing he has asked for when there isn't the slightest sign of it in sight. For example, a woman found it necessary to look for an apartment during the year when there was a great shortage of apartments in New York. 
It was considered almost an impossibility, and her friends were sorry for her and said, Isn't it too bad? You'll have to store your furniture and live in a hotel. She replied, You needn't feel sorry for me. I'm a superman, and I'll get an apartment. She spoke the words, Infinite spirit, open the way for the right apartment. She knew there was a supply for every demand, and that she was unconditioned working on the spiritual plane, and that one with God is a majority. She had contemplated buying new blankets when the tempter, the adverse thought or reasoning mind, suggested, don't buy the blankets. Perhaps after all, you won't get an apartment and you will have no use for them. Promptly, she replied to herself, I'll dig my ditches by buying the blankets. So she prepared for the apartment, acted as though she already had it. She found one in a miraculous way, and it was given to her, although there were over 200 other applicants. The blankets showed active faith. It is needless to say that the ditches dug by the three kings in the desert were filled to overflowing. Read Second Kings. Getting into the spiritual swing of things is no easy matter for the average person. The adverse thoughts of doubt and fear surge from the subconscious. They are the army of the aliens, which must be put to flight. This explains why it is so often darkest before the dawn. A big demonstration is usually preceded by tormenting thoughts. Having made a statement of high spiritual truth, one challenges the old beliefs in the subconscious, and error is exposed to be put out. This is the time when one must make his affirmations of truth repeatedly, and rejoice and give thanks that he has already received. Before ye call, I shall answer. This means that every good and perfect gift is already man's awaiting his recognition. Man can only receive what he sees himself receiving. The children of Israel were told that they could have all the land they could see. This is true of every man. He has only the land within his own mental vision. Every great work, every big accomplishment has been brought into manifestation through holding to the vision. And often, just before the big achievement, comes apparent failure and discouragement. The children of Israel, when they reached the promised land, were afraid to go in, for they said it was filled with giants who made them feel like grasshoppers. And there we saw the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. This is almost every man's experience. However, the one who knows spiritual law is undisturbed by appearance and rejoices while he is yet in captivity. That is, he holds to his vision and gives thanks that the end is accomplished. He has received. Jesus Christ gave a wonderful example of this. He said to his disciples, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest? Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, 
are they all ripe, all ready to harvest? His clear vision pierced the world of matter, and he saw clearly the fourth dimensional world, things as they really are, perfect and complete in divine mind. So man must ever hold the vision of his journey's end and demand the manifestation of that which he has already received. It may be his perfect health, love, supply, self-expression, home, or friends. They are all finished and perfect ideas registered in divine mind, man's own superconscious mind, and must come through him, not to him. For example, a man came to me asking for treatments for success. It was his imperative that he raise, within a certain time, $50,000 for his business. The time limit was almost up when he came to see me in despair. No one wanted to invest in his enterprise, and the bank had flatly refused a loan. I replied, I suppose you lost your temper while at the bank, therefore your power. You can control any situation if you first control yourself. Go back to the bank, I added, and I will treat. My treatment was, you are identified in love with the spirit of everyone connected with the bank. Let the divine idea come out of this situation. He replied, woman, you are talking about an impossibility. Tomorrow is Saturday. The bank closes at 12 and my train won't get me there until 10, and the time limit is up tomorrow, and anyway, they won't do it, it's too late. I replied, God doesn't need any time, and is never too late. With him, all things are possible. I added, I don't know anything about business, but I know all about God. He replied, it all sounds fine when I sit here listening to you, but when I go out, it's terrible. He lived in a distant city, and I did not hear from him for a week. Then came a letter. It read, You were right. I raised the money, and I will never again doubt the truth of all that you have told me. I saw him a few weeks later, and I said, What happened? You evidently had plenty of time after all. He replied, My train was late, and I got there just 15 minutes to 12. I walked into the bank quietly and I said, I have come for the loan. And they gave it to me without a question. It was the last 15 minutes of the time allotted to him, and infinite spirit was not too late. In this instance, the man could never have demonstrated a loan. He needed someone to help him hold the vision. This is what one man can do for another. Jesus Christ knew the truth of this when he said, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. One gets too close to his own affairs and becomes doubtful and fearful. The friend, or healer, sees clearly the success, health, or prosperity, and never wavers because he is not close to the situation. It is much easier to demonstrate for someone else than for oneself, so a person should not hesitate to ask for help if he feels himself wavering. A keen observer of life once said, 
No man can fail if some one person sees him successful. Such is the power of the vision, and many a great man has owed his success to a wife or a sister or a friend who believed in him and held without wavering to the perfect pattern. End of chapter 2, recording by Amy Conger. Chapter 3 of The Game of Life and How to Play It. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. Chapter 3, The Power of the Word. By thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. A person knowing the power of the word becomes very careful of his conversation. He has only to watch the reaction of his words to know that they do not return void. Through his spoken word, man is continually making laws for himself. I knew a man who said, I always miss a car. It invariably pulls out just as I arrive. His daughter said, I always catch a car. It's sure to come just as I get there. This occurred for years. Each had made a separate law for himself, one of failure, one of success. This is the psychology of superstitions. The horseshoe or rabbit's foot contains no power, but man's spoken word and belief that it will bring him good luck creates expectancy in the subconscious mind and attracts a lucky situation. I find, however, this will not work when a man has advanced spiritually and knows a higher law. One cannot turn back, and one must put away graven images. For example, two men in my class had had great success in business for several months, when suddenly everything went to smash. We tried to analyze the situation and I found, instead of making their affirmations and looking to God for success and prosperity, they had each bought a lucky monkey. And I said, oh, I see, you have been trusting in the lucky monkeys instead of God. Put away the lucky monkeys and call on the law of forgiveness, for man has power to forgive or neutralize his mistakes. They decided to throw the lucky monkeys down a coal hole, and all went well again. This does not mean, however, that one should throw away every lucky ornament or horseshoe about the house, but he must recognize that the power back of it is the one and only power of God, and that the object simply gives him a feeling of expectancy. I was with a friend one day who was in deep despair. In crossing the street, she picked up a horseshoe and she said God had sent her the horseshoe in order to keep up her courage. It was indeed at that moment about the only thing that could have registered in her consciousness. Her hope became faith and she ultimately made a wonderful demonstration. I wish to make the point clear that the men previously mentioned they were depending on the monkeys alone, while this woman recognized the power back of the horseshoe. 
I know in my own case, it took a long while to get out of a belief that a certain thing brought disappointment. If the thing happened, disappointment invariably followed. I found the only way I could make a change in the subconscious was by asserting, there are not two powers, there is only one power, God. Therefore, there are no disappointments, and this means a happy surprise. I noticed a change at once, and happy surprises commenced coming my way. I have a friend who said nothing could hey, induce really? her to walk under a ladder. I said, if you were afraid, you are giving into a belief in two powers, good and evil, instead of one. As God is absolute, there can be no opposing power, unless man makes the false of evil for himself. To show you believe in only one power, God, and that there is no power or reality in evil, walk under the next ladder you see. Soon after, she went to her bank. She wished to open her box in the safe to deposit vault, and there stood a ladder on her pathway. It was impossible to reach the box without passing under the ladder. She wailed with fear and turned back. She could not face the lion on her pathway. However, when she reached the street, my words rang in her ears and she decided to turn and walk under it. It was a big moment in her life, for ladders had held her in bondage for years. She retraced her steps to the vault and the ladder was no longer there. This so often happens. If one is willing to do a thing that he is afraid to do, he does not have to. It is the law of non-resistance, which is so little understood. Someone has said that courage contains genius and magic. Face a situation fearlessly, and there is no situation to face. It falls away of its own weight. The explanation is that fear attracted the ladder on the woman's pathway, and fearlessness removed it. Thus, the invisible forces are ever working for the man who is always pulling the strings himself, though he does not know it. Owing to the vibratory power of words, whatever man voices, he begins he to attract. People who continually speak of disease invariably attract it. After man knows the truth, he cannot be too careful of his words. For example, I have a friend who often says on the phone, do come to see me and have a fine old-fashioned chat. This old-fashioned chat means an hour of about 500 to 1,000 destructive words, the principal topics being loss, lack, failure, and sickness. I reply, no thank you, I've had enough old-fashioned chats in my life. They are too expensive, but I will be glad to have a new-fashioned chat and talk about what we want, not what we don't want. There is an old saying that man only dares to use his words for three purposes, to heal, bless, or prosper. What man says of others will be said of him, and what he wishes for another he is wishing for himself. Curses like chickens come home to roost. If a man wishes someone bad luck, he is sure to attract bad luck himself. If he wishes to aid someone to success, he is wishing and aiding himself to success. The body may be renewed and transformed.
spoken word and clear vision and disease be completely wiped out of the consciousness. The metaphysician knows that all disease has a mental correspondence and in order to heal the body, one must first heal the soul. The soul is the subconscious mind and it must be saved from wrong thinking. In the 23rd Psalm we read, He restoreth my soul. This means that the subconscious mind or soul must be restored with the right ideas. And the mystical marriage is the marriage of the soul and the spirit, or the subconscious and superconscious mind. They must be one. When the subconscious is flooded with the perfect ideas of the superconscious, God and man are one. I and the Father are one. That is, he is one with the realm of perfect ideas. He is the man made in God's likeness and image, imagination, and is given power and dominion over all created things, his mind, body, and affairs. It is safe to say that all sickness and unhappiness come from the violation of the law of love. A new commandment I give unto you, love one another. And in the game of life, love or goodwill takes every trick. For example, a woman I know had, for years, an appearance of a terrible skin disease. The doctors told her it was incurable and she was in despair. She was on the stage and she feared she would soon have to give up her profession and she had no other means of support. She, however, procured a good engagement and on the opening night made a great hit. She received flattering notices from the critics and was joyful and elated. The next day she received a notice of dismissal. A man in the cast had been jealous of her success and had caused her to be sent away. She felt hatred and resentment taking complete possession of her and she cried out, Oh God, don't let me hate that man. That night she worked for hours in the silence. She said, I soon came into very deep silence. I seemed to be at peace with myself, with the man, and with the whole world. I continued this for two following nights, and on the third day, I found I was healed completely of the skin disease. In asking for love or goodwill, she had fulfilled the law. For love is the fulfilling of the and the disease, which came from the subconscious resentment, was wiped out. Continual criticism produces rheumatism, as critical, inharmonious thoughts cause unnatural deposits in the blood, which settle in the joints. False growths are caused by jealousy, hatred, unforgiveness, fear, etc. Every disease is caused by a mind not at ease. I said once in my class, there is no use asking anyone, what's the matter with you? We might as well just say, who's the matter with you? Unforgiveness is the most prolific cause of disease. It will harden arteries or liver and affect the eyesight. In its train are endless ills. I called on a woman one day who said she was ill from having eaten a poisoned oyster. I replied, oh no, the oyster was harmless. You poisoned the oyster. What's the matter with 
she answered, oh, about 19 people. She had quarreled with 19 people and had become so inharmonious that she attracted the wrong oyster. Any inharmony on the external indicates there is mental inharmony. As the within, so the without. Man's only enemies are within himself, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Personality is one of the last enemies to be overcome, as this planet is taking its initiation in love. It was Christ's message, peace on earth, goodwill toward man. The enlightened man, therefore, endeavors to perfect himself upon his neighbor. His work is within himself to send out goodwill and blessings to every man. And the marvelous thing is that if one blesses a man, he has no power to harm him. For example, a man came to me asking him to treat for success in business. He was selling machinery and a rival appeared on the scene with what he proclaimed was a better machine. And my friend feared defeat. I said, first of all, we must wipe out all fear and know that God protects your interests and that the divine idea must come out of the situation. That is, the right machine will be sold by the right man to the right man. And I added, don't hold one critical thought toward that man. Bless him all day and be willing not to sell your machine if it isn't the divine idea. So he went to the meeting, fearless and non-resistant, and blessing the other man. He said the outcome was very remarkable. The other man's machine refused to work, and he sold his without the slightest difficulty. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which spitefully use you and persecute you. Love and goodwill destroy the enemies within oneself. Therefore, one has no enemies on the external. There is peace on earth for him who sends goodwill to man. End of chapter 3. Recording by Amy Comer. Hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. D with the Boom Factor, and I've made it back to H-Town. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We went through, like, a little mini storm, and um, thank God we made it, made it home safe. Um, then, I don't know, my son took over driving, and maybe about... I guess soon as we got like into Houston, why was driver driving like a bat out of hell? <laughs> I was like, dude, we're in the city. Can you slow this car down? I'm like, you got a speed demon on you or something? And I'm like, it really tripped me out to the point like it was trying to project. You know, once I got here in the office and stuff, I'm like, I say, did you do you have to go to work? You got to go somewhere? I mean, why is all of a sudden you speeding? You know, and he was like, no, mom, 
looking at me like I said something wrong. But then once I got in the office, as you see, um, he was listening to his little audio book, which was very interesting because I'm teaching on the very thing that she's talking about, but not to that magnitude. And it's helping me because I'm seeing what Father is talking about, our words. Like when we when we decree and declare things, the 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 his infinite self we're created in his image, right? So we're supposed to be like him. We're not supposed to be lacking and suffering and going through the things that most of us are going through on this on this platform. Uh, everything is a test and trial, but matter of fact, the stuff that she was talking about, I was sharing this morning, early this morning. And just for him to put that, um, to to open up and begin reading the audio book, I was just amazed, and I'm telling you guys, this is ordained. So, uh, I know they have a lot of they had a lot of background noise. So this is what I want you to do. You can go to podcast, go to the Apple Apple Podcast, all right, and type in. Wait, let me find it for you, cause I did it so I can hear it better. Type in the game of life. All right, you can literally download each chapter. Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, it's by Lawyer Books. Okay, if you have um, audio books, you can download it through your audio audio book. But it's on Apple Podcasts, so you can download the whole each chapter, each chapter. I think it has 11 chapters. And y'all go through that. Oh my gosh. It'll be such a blessing to you. And I'm going to also type it. I'm going to type it on the description here. So you guys can get a better understanding. You can start from. You can start from. um, The first chapter. Okay. So you can get a better understanding. And I'm telling you. um, This will help. our, Our. Not only our soul. But our words and how God equipped us already. And I'm on chapter 9 where she's talking about our gifts and talents. I do remember talking about that this morning. How we, God put gifts and talents and he expects us to cultivate these gifts and talents. But sometimes, you know, we be like doing stuff and we should be doing something else. So I am definitely going to feast off of this. And I know God already thrust me out there and he already started doing some stuff in my life. And I want to be in a line properly. So those that want to change, want to see that manifestation, that boom fact in your life. Hey, go to the game of life. <laughs> I like that. Whoa. Look, see, I told y'all, God give me something. Left. I'm telling you, Dr. D going to have a, I'm going to have a single out. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot for next year. And she's talking about that. If you don't see it, you won't get it. I already see it. I already hear it. I see it. You know, and some other stuff I'm seeing and I'm saying it and I'm speaking it. And it's going to be, it's going to go down in H-Town, y'all. So I'm not going to be on here long. I just wanted to um, reiterate because I, I listen to it. And you can hear a lot of background 
because we was driving, you know, we was driving and it was raining and um, I wanted to hear it again, but I really couldn't hear it. So I went on the podcast search and I found it. So praise God. He sent it to me to audio books, but if I put it on podcast, I can download and I can always have it on my phone. So it is um, the game. Let me get the title. Yeah, the game of life and how to play it, uh, and it's by. Uh, let's see. The statement: I am one with infinite intelligence. I know everything. Lawyerbooks dot com, but just just go on the podcast. All right. Just go there. I spoke the words so can hear better and passed with the highest See? honors, but I thought I could depend upon myself for history and got a very poor mark. Men yeah. Back yeah, the game of life and how to play it. Which means I was trying to get the altar, let's see. And not the father within. The next. Another of my students let me gave say me to get the title of it. She took I mean, an extended uh, trip abroad one summer. Visiting many countries it has, where she was ignorant of the languages. It has 11 ports, all right, you guys? All right. So I pray y'all had a wonderful, beautiful day. I had an awesome, beautiful weekend. Still got one more day tomorrow. It's Labor Day. So, hey. <laughs> but I'm going to be up in here get some stuff in order. Listen to this, man. I was like, yes, yes. This is, this is another piece of a puzzle that Dr. D needs. I need this. This this is an awesome another piece of the puzzle. Before you know, we're gonna be that perfect one that God created us to be. All right. So y'all be blessed. Y'all have an awesome evening, and I'll holler at y'all tomorrow. God bless.